Welcome to episode 26 of Your Routine Queen podcast. In this episode, I am going to be bringing to you a love-filled love letter. A love letter to you if you are a light worker, a healer, you're running an online business, you also happen to be a mom, you deserve some love. Let's jump into it. This is Chelsea Fournier, aka Your Routine Queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. Okay, so why am I talking to you in the form of what will feel like a love letter today? Because I I see you. And I know that some of you listening to this today may not be a mom, and so much of what I say is going to be so relevant for you, so don't don't click away to the next episode. But if you are a mom who also happens to be on an intensive healing journey, who also happens to care so deeply, maybe you're an empath, highly sensitive, light worker, maybe you're helping to heal or guide others' healing journeys and showing up for little people, regardless of their age, but your children or child, and trying to take care of yourself and juggle it all. I needed to hear some of these messages to myself right now. And so I am knowing that there's going to be someone out there who needs to hear this same love letter. So I want you to know you are enough. You are enough even when you try to convince yourself otherwise. And this is my first message to you and my love letter to you. You are enough. It is recognizing your powers, recognizing the greatness in you the next level, the next version of you, appreciating where you're at right now, but knowing that you can continue to grow and expand and support others and support yourself and and to hold a larger container both for yourself and for others. You are enough even when you try to convince yourself otherwise. I want you to know that it's not just okay to ask for help. It's actually mandatory. It's mandatory to get to the next level that you desire to be at, it's going to be mandatory to create a community, whatever that looks like to you. It might mean expanding to have virtual assistance and team to support you bringing your ideas out to the world. It might mean being more bold and setting boundaries with family or asking for support from a partner or a spouse or paying dearly earned money to a childcare support team to be there as part of your overall team to help you get everything that you want to get done on this journey done. It's okay to ask for help and it's mandatory. Where in your life, now this has come up for me more and more over the past year because in my first, I would say, year and a half of life postpartum as a mother, I struggled so deeply that I had to ask for help. I had severe postpartum anxiety. I had sleep deprivation that caused me to actually hallucinate. There was deep darkness that really happened for me and and got to a place where I had to kind of have my own little intervention and say, I need help. I need help. I need support. I need a therapist. I need people to 
encourage me to sleep when I'm visiting with family instead of actually visiting if there's someone who can support me getting sleep. And so in when it felt like a dark night of the soul, when it felt like the bottom of the pit, it was easier to ask for help. But now that I'm on the other side of that, feeling much more myself, embracing new levels of mental wellness and self-awareness, it can feel a lot more challenging to ask for help. And so I keep reminding myself that it is not only okay, it is mandatory. It might be mandatory for you to hire a cleaning lady so you have time to be doing everything that is more important to you. Not that the work that the cleaning lady isn't important, right? But you can't play every role in your life, in your family, in your business. And so maybe it's mandatory for you to find someone to help you in Canva to do graphic design or to set up your funnel or your checkout page or manage your calendar or run your inbox. All of these things might be things that you just despise and they're holding you back from getting to the next level where you need to be. And so I'm asking you to grant yourself permission to know that it's not just okay to ask for help. It is mandatory. The next item in this love letter is to know that your healing will never end, but ending was never really the point. I bring this up, especially because I've been having many conversations with women who call themselves guides, healers, coaches, wellness support, and no matter how amazing they are at their craft, there can be this little shadow of doubt in the back of their mind saying, well, can I really help other people when I'm still on my own healing journey? When I haven't fixed X, Y, or Z, when I still struggle with A, B, or C, can I truly hold myself out as someone who can help with the transformation of health for others with the knowledge, the expertise, the certifications, the credentials, the testimonials that I have under my belt when I'm still on my own journey? Is that okay? I hear this question over and over. Is it okay to say I can help others? And I, I want us to remind ourselves that Ending the journey of healing and growth and up-leveling is not the point. And in fact, it may be that you're 20 steps ahead of the person who's coming to you seeking out the guidance and the healing support. It may be that you're three steps ahead. It may be that you're 100 steps ahead. And yet it's still going to be the framework, the support, the signature transformation that you want to become known for, the aligned offering, the container you, you have personally crafted and that you have put out into the world and is going to match up and call in your soul clients for the transformation that they desire to have like that, that is enough. You do not have to claim yourself, check off the box, check it off on your to-do list and say healed. I mean, if you really think about it, do you even believe that that's possible? Thinking for myself, just knowing the increasing amounts of toxins and pollution and exposure that we're granted access to every single day, not in a positive way, but being exposed in our water, in our air. Like I never assume I'm just going to be healed. I assume I'm going to continue to grow and have more tools and more support and be able to manage and be ahead and tune into my mindset and experience optimal health and recognize that we live in a time where it is very ignorant to say, oh gosh, I can just get everything checked off. You know, there's never going to be another hurdle that my body or my mental wellness is going to face. And so if you accepted that your healing will never end and that that is not the point, would that feel like a little self-love right back to you and to your nervous system to know that you are enough? This circles back. So many of these messages in this, in this audio love letter to you are going to circle back and dovetail on themselves because they are needed. 
They are things that I know someone needs to hear because I need to hear them too. The next item in this love letter is to remind you that you are an expert compared to someone in your audience who needs you. It can be so enticing to buy into imposter syndrome or comparitis or just feeling like you need another credential, you need another certification, you need another thing. But I want to remind us that that is a very recent phenomenon. Okay, in past generations, if someone was amazingly skilled at something, they could just start doing it. You could apprentice, you could seek out support and training. You didn't have to prove that you had all of the credentials under the sun that could possibly touch on the skills, the gifts, the experience, the expertise that you offer. It is a very recent phenomenon. Now, that is not to say that I'm encouraging you to not seek out certifications, to not seek out the additional support and education and continuing education. But are you holding yourself back saying, well, once I get my life coach certification, once I seek out and complete my nutrition certification, once I get all of my coaching practice hours, yes, those are amazing experiences. And you will then be able to hold yourself out. And and some people will value and validate those credentials and those letters after your name in a way that is mandatory for them in choosing who they're going to work with. And I want you to know that even before those credentials get sent in, even before if you have the experience, the gifts, the knowledge, even just your own personal journey and path that has unfolded that gives you the credibility, the ability to be able to turn around to someone who's steps behind you in the same transformation and be able to offer support and guidance, you are their expert. An expert doesn't have to be a scary word. It doesn't have to be that you've put in 10,000 hours on something. Of course, you do not want to hold yourself out to be something that you are not. And you don't want to be offering or promising a transformation that you don't have the training to support in a container. But I see so many women who are overqualified for offering support in what they do. Maybe they're trained educators. Maybe they haven't been formally through a coaching program, but they're top lawyers or have had previous phenomenal success and then are doubting themselves to say, do I know how to lead someone through, you know, a three-month transformation in one-on-one coaching? If you've done it in other ways, you can do it if you are intentional in creating an aligned offering. And so you are an expert compared to someone in your audience who needs you. And I wanted to include that in this love letter because it may be time to give yourself permission to just accept that you are excellent at what you do and you have everything you need to get to the next level of how you want to support people and support yourself with an online business. I'm going to take a deep breath. Here's a tough one. Here's a tough one. This is in the love letter because I needed to hear it. Your child isn't really mad at you for taking time to run your business. He or she just has needs to feel important to. You're not failing as a parent for stepping into your zone of genius and supporting others and pursuing your goals, especially if the support that you offer to others feels truly in alignment with your life's purpose and your inner voice, your higher self, your guidance is telling you you're on the right path. You're also juggling all of this on top of the very acute needs of your kiddo or kiddos. And so in this love letter, I wanted to include that your child isn't mad at you for taking time to run your business. They might just have needs to feel important as well. It broke my heart the other day from this is a, you know, a little behind the scenes. It broke my heart the other day. I took my Airbnb rental. I do that every couple months to go 
kind of cocoon and create and tap into my generator energy. And when I got back, I had to step up into my office to bring some stuff. Um, some of the stuff I had brought away to the Airbnb back up and was just going to check in on a couple things. But I had been gone for the past two nights of my son's life. And he looked at me and as clear as day, our little two-year-old speaks so, so clearly. And he said, I don't want mama to work anymore. I miss her. And that can feel like just a very flippant thing of like, okay, yeah, he missed me. But it, it cut me to the soul of am I over-prioritizing the work that I do and under-prioritizing my child? And once I just had a little bit of time to process, I realized, no, no, I'm not. I, I, I truly do, you know, it is a juggle, but I do feel like in the season of life that we're in, we do, my husband and I do a really great job of making my son feel important. He's with one of us or he's with both of us or he's with one-on-one nannies. Like he, he is a very lucky little dude. And it is my desire that he will never know the experience of what it would be like for both of us as parents to be working out of the home and away from him all day with him either with in-home care or daycare or schooling. It is one of our family values that we desire to fund homeschooling, tutoring, and learning, just staying within the home. It is one of our core family values. And so it can be extremely difficult when we know, in the adult version, my husband and I, we know that putting in this work, creating foundations for both of our online businesses, taking some time once a month to go create content instead of more time every single day where he wouldn't see me, like being very thoughtful in how we put together our weekly calendar and still it can cut when your little one says, I don't want you to work anymore. I miss you. Or, you know, I hate your work. My son doesn't use the word hate, but I know some older children would have, you know, I hate when you work or just being so resentful. And that can bring such, such deep levels of emotions to that mama heart. And so I just want you to hear in this love letter, it is an ongoing journey to find the right balance. Balance isn't even a word I pursue or subscribe to because things change so frequently, so drastically, nuanced changes make a big difference. And so it's to me more about, I would say on a weekly basis, feeling like my child's needs are going to be met in ways that I feel really good about and working more and more on routines and outsourcing and delegation and automation so that I know it's going to be buying back my time more and more and more. That really helps me to have more peace of mind. And so if you don't have those strategies in place, if you're still in like the startup phase of what your online business looks like or how to just be scrambling to get things off the ground. If you need that foundation, of course, I'm only a DM away over on Instagram or however you want to connect with me if you want some tips or next resources. But that that has been a huge hmm, life force, life source for me recently is to really see that I have been an online entrepreneur for years, for almost a decade. And this year I'm truly seeing implementing my aligned decision-making framework, implementing what I teach in Align to Ignite, implementing what I, you know, getting feedback from my personal business coach, really continuing to work on my mindset. It's all swirling together for me to truly feel like, okay, some of these short-term sacrifices are building the foundation for a long-term payoff because it's truly building a business asset as opposed to just kind of scrambling and my business not working unless I'm working it. And so I have that peace of mind that I can lean into But no matter where you are in your journey, I just want you to hear that your child probably isn't really mad at you, even if they're expressing that verbally. 
They just have needs to feel important too. Okay. Now in this love letter, I also want you to know that you don't have to control everything. In fact, the more you can release control, there's so much more abundance available to you when you allow more. This is something that I struggle with. Part of my awareness of understanding my trauma responses and understanding kind of the roles that I have played in family dynamics and past relationships is controlling, you know, being the person who is going to think 10 steps ahead to minimize emotional impact of others or to make the entire process go smoothly because I thought of something nobody else had thought of. And oh gosh, you know, Chelsea took care of it. And that's something that I'm working to release on an everyday basis. And so in this love letter, I want you to know that you can love the part of you that has been so ingrained in thinking about other people's experiences and using that control as a way to just kind of defray and or to minimize tension or to minimize conflict. And it has served you in ways maybe that I don't even understand. Maybe you don't even understand. But to really just open up your mind to the fact that there truly is so much more abundance that can flow to you and through you and be available to you when you allow more. When you're open to opportunities, when you're open to conversations, being discerning and using boundaries so that you're not just flooded with an influx of, you know, not every conversation that comes at you, especially with the connectedness of social media, is something that you need to spend equal time and attention to. But just being open that something could be literally so, so close. In fact, as I'm recording this, I've recently been going through some of the homework submissions. We call them home play in Aligned to Ignite in the program that I run. And seeing some of those submissions come in and one of the exercises early on in the program is called your Launch 55 Bucket List. And it's actually going through and specifically listing out 55 things that you want and you desire and you want to call in because of having one successful launch during this program. And it's very easy to list out the first like three, four, five, and then you're like, wait, she wants me to write 55? And time and time again, when I have clients or students do this exercise really intentionally and review their, their submissions and give them feedback, what their reflection is often after doing this exercise is, wow, so much of this is so much closer than I've been allowing myself to even understand. Because as they start really getting honest about what they want or what family values they want to fund or the version of them that they need to be or what skills they need to step into to be that up-leveled version or how they want to receive, how they want to delegate, how they want to grow and scale, you really get to brainstorm in a way that isn't really fostered or supported typically. And by the time you get to 55 and then look at that list and see so many aspects of your life that are going to be up-leveled, improved, you get so committed, so deeply committed to having this first launch process go well, which is obviously part of the program, but there's always a space for reflection in the form that they submit. And I would say so far, everybody has then said, wow, as I look at this list, it's such a beautiful life that I've described, and this actually isn't very far away. Or, you know, this is so much closer, it's just around the corner, especially knowing the foundational decisions and strategies that we're going to be implementing in the program and trusting the process. And so I just think that's a really cool way to give an example that if you don't have to control everything, there's so much more abundance available to you when you allow more and lean into practices like that or seeking out mentors or being in community with others who believe what is possible the same way that you believe is possible. And it's so, so important. 
I wanted to take a moment to just invite you to a free opportunity that I offer exclusively to this podcast community. If you're listening to this podcast, this comes out to you. You might hear me from time to time talk about supplements that I'm using or CBD or how I'm creating little micro rituals and be like, I just want to ask my question about it. I want to know if that would be right for me. I want to get my specific um, experience or ideas accounted for and get some feedback. Did you know that I actually offer a free 30-minute call to podcast listeners that I call a free 30-minute focus and power-up call? I'm going to put a link in the show notes, and you could head over to chelseafournier.com, and there's also a link there where it says free focus call. Literally, there's no strings attached. Yes, if we talk about something that you're like, oh my gosh, I want to know about that CBD you mentioned in the episode. Like, for sure, I if I have an affiliate code or a discount or anything, I'm going to help you to get the best deal, right, and, and guide you that way. But it might also be that at the end of our call, we're like, wow, there's a really powerful meditation I just listened to, and I think I should, I'm just being called to send it to you. There might be some next step. There might be some referral or resource that I could help you to connect with so that you have that as part of your aligned next step. So I just wanted to pop in for one quick second to let you know about that. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for a free 30-minute focus and power-up call. Just if you're listening to this and you're feeling really called to deepen your experience or our conversation about anything you've heard me bring up on the podcast or over on my Instagram feed, I would encourage you to book it. Why not? This is your sign. I'm calling you out. Let's do it. Okay, we're back with some more love letter just bullet points, ideas for you to chew on, to think about how it could be self-love for yourself to explore some of these, these facets, these concepts that I'm sharing. The next part of your love letter to yourself is to remind yourself that community can't be overstated. The value of community is so, so powerful and that it actually is your job to surround yourself with community that lifts you up. Now, I share this because, you know, as I'm recording this, we are still, quote unquote, in a pandemic, and whatever that means to you, I'm not going to make this political, but there has been a lot of isolation, whether it's isolation from relationships that used to feel close, where certain divisiveness has happened, and so maybe some of your key, let's say, go-to or support team is just not there or not there with the same level of connection because of that divisiveness over beliefs or choices or approaches to how to handle the past couple years. It could be that, you know, physically, physically isolated of working from home or losing a job, like so many paradigms have shifted, decisions have been made, changes have been felt that have led us all towards disconnectedness. Disconnectedness, you know, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that we're all so much more connected online. There's so many, so many negatives and toxicity and, you know, things that do happen because of social media, because of being overly connected but I don't think it has to be. I think there's a lot of choices that can be made about the conscious approach to social media and being connected virtually can certainly be one of the methods that you create community, like joining a group program or joining a membership like the one that I run or joining a mastermind or creating a group chat with some of your favorite biz besties. Like all of those are options and they're available to us. And it might be that you really crave the in-person and maybe you need more community and support around momming like maybe you need more mom friends maybe you need a girls night out maybe the community you crave is more around the business side of things and having that mastermind feel or other women who are going through the same thing as you and decisions that you're making and so maybe it is more of like the business support maybe it's more community and creating a team around your healing 
there's so many aspects of your life that you might be craving community in that might feel different now than it did even three years ago, two years ago. And it is your job. It's my job to surround myself with community that lifts me up. I'm going to be honest. I'm not great at this. I'm not great at this. I've always been someone who's had a small circle of very close friends, and then I will carry them through to the rest of my life of like, oh my gosh, this was my best friend from college. This is my best friend from a certain period of life, like just having those people. But then if they live far away or if they don't have things in common in the current phase of like, it can feel very isolating. And so something that I have been really challenging myself to do is to really revisit friendships and relationships and support and masterminding and looking at the different aspects of my life and identifying who is my close circle right now? Who do I want to revisit fostering that a relationship with? Maybe of some that have fallen by the wayside. I will say for myself, the community around business has always been an investment that I see amazing returns on when I show up into a group coaching program or a one-on-one support with a coach or a mentor, like that community, I throw myself into it. I really try to maximize what's being offered. And that those tend to be communities where I then carry forward some of those close relationships into other areas of my life or even beyond the container, really developing those collaborations or masterminding conversations. And mom friends is definitely somewhere that I want to spend more time cultivating those mom friends, finding people who do feel like-minded or at least open-minded, you know, I think is something that's really important to me. And, you know, it is our job. It is your job to surround yourself with community that lifts you up. And so if you're feeling isolated, part of this love letter is to remind yourself that a shift around that is within your control. And I hope that if you are feeling, if you're feeling truly isolated in a state of actually mental health concern or mental wellness concern, of course, you need to seek out the community that's going to be best qualified to support you in the form of a therapist or counselor. And if it's just more of feeling generally lonely or not supported or not having anyone who understands what you're doing, it is your job to fix that. It really is. The next part of my love letter to you is to remind you that routines are your friend. Calendaring, habit stacks, routines, they don't limit you. They expand you exponentially. I see this to be true in my life. As I stepped into this brand of your routine queen and was like, I don't know, I am good at creating routines, but am I truly excellent at keeping my commitment to myself to execute the routines? There is, in the past, I would say there has been a desire for discipline and to stick to things that I know really benefit me, but some wavering in in the actual execution of that. And I'm sure someone listening can relate to that. But as I've been stepped more into being your routine queen and thinking about why would someone hire me? Why would someone want to follow me? Because I'm showing that it's possible. It's possible to lean into routines. It's possible to love your multicolored Google calendar, even if you're a creative and you desire spontaneity and you hate, you know, seeing your time blocked off. It can actually allow you more freedom. You know, having your supplement routine shipped to your house every month so you don't have to worry about it and finding the optimum support for your nutrition and having the meal planning done, like all of these little things, they play into just overall you having more time and more space and more mental capacity for expansion. I truly believe that everything, every single aspect that you need to do to run a successful online business can be created into a routine or a ritual that you can master or you can delegate. But until something is a routine or a ritual, you really can't delegate it. And what I'm seeing currently in my business is that as I have created routines and systems is another word, 
uh, routines and systems that then I can really look at it and say, wow, is this a routine or a system that I can actually do more efficiently and effectively now and put it into my schedule so that I can personally be the one mastering this and doing a really great job? Or is this a routine that I'm so thankful that I created, but now I can seek someone out to delegate it and fill this role in my business? Now, especially if you're listening to my podcast and you are already running an online business and you're desiring to get to that like consistency of 5K months, 10K months, like building that strong financial fortress around you and your family through this business, this is key. Like you're not going to get to the next level or be able to successfully hire a good virtual assistant or expand your team or buy back some of your time without embracing that routines are your friend and they do not limit you. They expand you exponentially. And in this love letter, I want you to remind yourself that you can grow and lean more and more into habits, routines, rituals on a daily basis. You can reset and say, wow, today I did not stick to my routines and re-embrace them tomorrow. And if you really struggle with routines, then of course, I do highly encourage you to, to reach out or look into the show notes and, and learn more about the membership community that I'm creating or get on the wait list for my Align to Ignite group program or anywhere that like if you know that this is the next level that's holding you back of stepping into that executive function, that CEO role, understanding the routines and rituals you need to be able to master and maybe delegate, I would love to talk to you and see if there's some way that I could offer you some support. In this love letter, I want you to remember that taking care of yourself is never a setback. It only moves you forward. Whether this means you have fallen ill and you actually need to unplug from your business and give full attention for a week to actually recover instead of like half-assing recovering and kind of working at the same time. You know, I think that's a really good visual because many of us, especially if you are a mom and running an online business, if you get sick, if you have a virus, if you have a cold, if you have a migraine, it can be easy to be like, okay, let me rest enough to kind of get like a little bit better and then try to get back into the routine because you know the longer your whole family is out of rhythm and out of routine, the harder it is to get back on track. But what I experience is the more that you actually allow yourself taking full, complete care of yourself, it's going to allow you and everybody else that you're directly impacting to move forward even more seamlessly. And so that's one example, but taking care of yourself is never a setback could mean if you know that there's a CBD oil that truly helps you to stay grounded and helps you to sleep better and feel better, it's not a setback to invest financially in that for yourself. Or if you know that a monthly massage makes your the rest of your month go better, then investing in yourself is not a setback. It's going to move you forward. Taking care of yourself, especially if you're a mom, all of the other needs can feel like they got to go first because it's when it comes down to finances and investing in things that you and your family need, sometimes you can put yourself on the back burner to say, oh gosh, you know, so-and-so has just had a growth spurt and we've got to get winter clothes soon and we've got to have a budget and get to the consignment store and, 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 and this kind of ties back to you don't have to control everything. There is much more abundance available when you allow more and there might be a creative way to allow both to happen without going into debt or without overspending on your budget for the month, getting really creative and just open to opportunities. But to remember that taking care of yourself is never a setback. It's going to move you forward. And if you are struggling with putting yourself first, especially in relation to how you feel, that could be physical health. It could be mental health. It could be daily practices to keep your vibration high and in the frequency of receiving and of the solutions that you desire. But taking yourself is never a setback. Now, I know that as you juggle these roles, gosh, some days, let's just think about 
kind of the CEO businesswoman role, the momming, right? The family coordinator, the momming, the motherhood role, and then the self-care game, kind of like your health and wellness seeker role and roll those all together. You, you don't like put one hat down completely or take one hat off completely on a given day. So some days you're going to feel like, dang, some days I walk down from my office and I'm like, Oof, you know what? That was a good day. All my content was on point. My sales calls went great. My coaching sessions were amazing. Like I am feeling that rock star businesswoman energy. And then I step downstairs to be with my son for the rest of the day. And maybe I feel like a really crappy mother. Maybe on a different day, I feel like I'm on top of my self-care game and like really in the high vibration and took time for my whole mindset practice and made really beautiful meal planning for the week. And so my self-care game is feeling really good, but then I'm like, wow, where did the day go? I don't have enough time to do everything I wanted to in business. Or maybe I'm in like top mom mode. Like my son and I are having fun. We go on an adventure. I'm free flowing. I'm following what he wants to learn about. We're giggling. And then at the end of the day, maybe that self-care and actual business work is just not where my thoughts were. I want you in this love letter to remind yourself that it's not going to be a perfect execution of each of the roles that you have. And layer on top of this, you might also have, you know, a role of being a partner or in, in a marriage and fostering that relationship. It may be that you're a caregiver to someone in your family or to an aging parent. It may be so many other roles. You might run a nonprofit. You might have a full-time job. Like there are so many roles that you juggle. And one of my, uh, my current business coach uses this term, you don't have to boil the ocean in one day. You can't be top-notch expressions of every single aspect of yourself and role that you play every single day. You just can't. And if you keep putting the pressure on yourself or trying to control that maybe tomorrow you can do everything and everything go, will go well, you might. You might be able to like do the task list in each of the roles or like, you know, show up in a way that you feel proud. I love that. But really at the end of the day, if you can say, I honored all of my promises to myself today, that might be a more powerful I guess, goal to shoot for. If at the end of the day, you can say, I did everything I promised myself. Maybe one of your promises was to be just really present and to lead from love and full expression with your children. Maybe part of your promise to yourself was to get fresh air and get outside and move your body. And you did that to drink all of your water, to you know, make sure that you were touching in with your virtual assistant and delegating appropriately. Like you know, some of these are tasks, but it's also about promising or making commitments that you follow through on to yourself. And I truly believe that that's more important than how many things on your to-do list did you get done? Because if you can go to bed knowing that you completed, that you actually followed through on the promises that you made to yourself today, then you're able to shift into a higher frequency the next day and it's going to continue to build so you know sometimes I'm guilty of this I can make a to-do list as long as my arm even though I'm not going to get all of that done today but instead I really try to look at commitments or promises as what am I committing to do today it might be a task it might be a way of being it might be a different awareness it might be making sure that I bring a certain level of intention to my communications today and so, yes, those are going to tie into the to-do to lists and actions that I do over the course of the day in all of my roles. But bringing that intentionality and the promises that you make to yourself and actually following through on that 
I think is a really important way to look at how to truly love yourself as you're juggling multiple roles. So that's what I wanted to say in a love letter spoken out loud to myself and to you, to the individual, to the woman, to the mother, to the business owner, to the person on a healing journey that's juggling so much, but knowing that you care so much about showing up properly, showing up with the most impact, with the most purpose that you can. You know, I'm just astounded every day when I talk to women who are just so crippled with excitement and like paralyzed with overwhelm because they just want to help people so freaking much that they don't know what their first step is. Like, isn't that a person that you want to work with? <laughs> when someone is just like, I have so many ideas. I care so much. I want to help people so much. What's the next step I do, right? Like those are just such fun conversations for me because then I can help to work backwards and boil things down to routines and decisions and rituals and, and really help get some traction and moving going. But all along the way, there is that reminder of self-love, that reminder of, you know, writing a love letter to yourself, of giving yourself grace, of bringing intentionality. I hope that this episode is received in a way that is really meaningful and powerful to you. And as always, if it was, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this, wherever you're listening to this now on your tablet or on your phone, take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories and tag your routine queen this this particular account and and let me know what your biggest takeaway was or was it the overall concept of just thinking through and writing a love letter to yourself potentially or or to others or was one of the aspects that i shared today something that was most deeply powerful for you i would love to hear and we'll see you on the next episode Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.